Okay, so let's start the conversation with AI. Have you installed AI into your daily use yet? Uh, I haven't because reasons. And we'll talk about it because earlier this year, good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Susie. I saw what AI was doing and I raced to the front of it. And those of you in the Idea Collective, you saw me do it. I was just learning everything I could about AI because I thought when it was released, ChatGPT was going to be like this amazing secret that was going to help small business owners get more things done. Because if you run a small business, here's the reality. Way too many things to do, not enough resources to do them all. So if you could bring a robot onto your team, Yahtzee, you could start getting more things done. I even did a challenge week where I went through all of the AI resources that were out there trying to find ways for small business owners to take advantage out of all of these things. But it really hasn't stuck for me. I have not folded ChatGPT into my daily use. Why? Why haven't I used AI more often? Maybe this will sound familiar to you. The first thing is there are so many services out there that the choice is paralyzing. How many art tools are out there? How many editors are out there? How many wordsmithing devices are out there? There's way too many. It's a paralyzing choice. Then when you choose a service like, hey, turn the transcript of this show into a video for YouTube Shorts, it doesn't work that great. I mean, it does, but it's not as good as I expect. And then this is the thing that frustrated me the most with OpenAI, and this is something that a new competitor is going to perhaps fix. OpenAI frustrated me in ChatGPT because it didn't remember much. When you had ChatGPT do a thing, it wasn't too bad. But every single time I came back to it, I had to kind of re-educate it on, here's what I am and here's what I'm trying to do. It has a limited memory. So it needed training if you wanted to get something good out of it. And if the training was better, I think I would treat it more like a collaborator. Well, well, AI, the robot wars, they're coming. And someday, just as an aside, you know we're going to have robot wars. Like some place on the planet, there's going to be total robot wars and all-out AI battles. It's absolutely happening. Like, uh, I don't know, the Clone Wars or something. But that's a positive look forward. But Amazon is going to dump four billion dollars into a competitor to open AI. The company is called Anthropic, and their claim to fame is a chatbot called Claude. 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 C-L-A-U-D-E. Claude. $4 billion is going to go into it. That is a lot. Now, that's not as much as Microsoft has poured into ChatGPT, $13 billion, but Claude, the chatbot, He's got a huge memory. If you've ever worked with ChatGPT, you know how frustrating that can be. It can remember about 3,000 words at a time. Claude, he's kind of a big deal. Claude can remember 75,000. 
It's a lot of words. It even boasts that it read The Great Gatsby in under a minute, and then they changed one thing in the script, and it spotted it within 22 seconds because it remembered all of The Great Gatsby the first time through. Pretty impressive. Now, Amazon is going to do what Amazon does. Now that they're pouring $4 billion into it, they're going to use that tech all across the board. So now you will have a smarter chatbot and other goodies, I'm sure, all over Amazon. Anthropic is going to use Amazon Web Services, which is the operating system for their online stuff, I'm sure. So it's going to show up everywhere. And we have, we're very fortunate, Barbara Fawcett on the call today. She's leading the AI club inside the Idea Collective. If you've not played with it yet, I haven't. Um, I'm putting the link to the chatbot into the conversation, Claude.ai. Claude. Yeah, Claude. Let's go with Claude. Claude. AI probably named it. But there's the link if you want to play with it. And it might make uh, your experience with AI just a little bit better. Breaking news this morning. Breaking news. We may be saved from the Golden Bachelor. Have you seen the Golden Bachelor yet? It debuted what was it, late last week. This guy, Jerry, 72. I hate you. 72. Golden Bachelor. That's what's on TV now. 90-minute you know, survivors and reality TV episodes. Did you see that incredibly dumb looking snake oil show? Like here's two products. Which one's the real one? Like TV is terrible right now. Well, it may suck less because the breaking news this morning is that the writer's strike may be over. After nearly 150 days on strike, the Writers Guild of America and Hollywood's top studios have tentatively reached an agreement. They brought in all the big shots like the Disney CEO and Netflix CEO. Like everyone came in to get this negotiation across the line. After five days of marathon negotiations, it looks like they have a deal. Now, I say it looks like they have a deal because ABC says they have a deal CNN this morning says they don't have a deal. I, I, don't, I don't know which is true. I know nothing. But it looks like they're getting close. That's the good news. So TV may be better because fall TV, not good. January TV may be better, which is going to be great. And staying on the theme of AI, I didn't see until this morning that one of the demands the writers had was a restriction against how much you could use artificial intelligence when writing scripts. If you're a writer for a living, I could see how you would want to make sure that your employer can't use it. But isn't that interesting? That's now reaching its way into negotiations in the workplace. Yeah, that stuff that could replace me, you can't use it. Now, the details of the deal have not been released, but We'll see if there even is a deal. I mean, how do we not know? How does one major news outlet say they have it and another one says they don't? No idea. Small Business Mornings is on the air, by the way. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. This is a daily live stream for solopreneurs and small business owners, and it's especially effective on Monday morning when you're like, uh, it's Monday. Blech. 
I don't want to do this today. No, we're going to share the news. We're going to put a smile on your face. We're going to get you thinking. We're going to get you fired up. We're going to get you out there into the small business world because we're bringing together like-minded small business owners who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. We are living our mission. Don't grow it alone. I've got a Monday story for you that leaves you shaking your head. This one's just fun and weird. Are you afraid of COVID? Now, how could a COVID story be fun and weird? And did I say good morning to Jennifer and Patty? I meant to. Good morning, Jennifer and Patty. Are you afraid of COVID? Now, how could that be fun and weird? We know that COVID can be super dangerous, get you crazy sick. And if you're at high risk, it can really, it can do a lot of bad things. But it seems like there's a COVID threat everywhere. And the latest threat, I read this story this morning and just thought out loud, oh, for F's sake. Like it just, I couldn't believe that there was a story that said that this is a real COVID threat. You're not going to believe this. Are you ready for a story you're just not going to believe? (laughs) This is a real story that I read this morning. A new report says Local deer are infected with COVID. Deer. Deer. See the deer prancing around? Oh, look, honey, there's a deer. No, you should be going, oh, my God, there's a deer. Run. (laughs) Not only do deer carry COVID, COVID mutates 30% faster in deer than it does in humans. They call them reservoirs. So deer have the COVID. And here's where it gets, huh? They can spread it back to us. Wait a minute. Hold on. I have a question. I have a question. I have questions. I have many questions when it comes to deer carrying COVID. First and foremost, and isn't that this, this is the question that my mind went to. Did this go to for you? We apparently have people on the planet whose job is to trap and jam Q-tips up the nose of deer and then take those Q-tips and check them for COVID. That is a job that someone does, and they're very serious about it. And I guess good for them. They're trying to keep us safe. But can you imagine that dinner party? Oh, you're an accountant. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we we need accountants. Yeah, okay. Oh, you've got your own firm. Oh, congratulations. Oh, me? Yeah, I'm a deer nose swabber. That's what I do. Yeah, I trap them, and then I jam the Q-tips up their nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's my life's work. Nose swabber. Deer. Trap them. I mean, if I don't do it, who will? (laughs) In the story, they talk about interspecies transmissions as a threat. So if you're afraid of COVID, you now have a new way to be freaked out. COVID is everywhere. But then there was a line in the story that was just my favorite. This is just my favorite. They trap the deer. They find out they've got it. Then they find out, oh, it mutates really fast. Oh, we did genomic testing and realized it shares traits with humans. Then they publish a study, and it includes this line that will leave you asking questions. 
How the virus is transmitted from humans to white-tailed deer is still a mystery. I, I don't know either. So Bambi is the enemy when you see deer run. And know that there's literally a job for everything. Even things that you can't imagine there are jobs for, there are jobs for. Bambi Q-Tip Jammer. Q-Tip Jammer. That sounds like an album, right? Megadeth Q-Tip Jammer. That sounds like an album. Yes. Okay, we're going to do our meme of the day, and then I have kind of a for real question of the day. Sometimes our questions of the day are kind of, you know, goofy and fun, but this one is, we need just to have a little bit of conversation about why you do what you do. Because sadly, I had just an awful stark reminder over the weekend. Okay, let's do our meme of the day because it's incredibly relevant and I don't want to talk about it, but it's just pretty much the elephant in the room. So Abby Miller, director of meme, thank you for your help. Here is your meme of the day. Oh my God, does my football team suck out loud? They are so bad. They are so bad. The football team is so bad that I almost didn't watch the rest of the game, and I'm questioning my life choices. My son David and I, the poor guy, I brainwashed him to be a Bears fan. I actually apologized to him yesterday. I'm so sorry, son. You could have cheered for literally any other football team, but I made you a Bears fan, and that's a true story. It's okay, dad. You know, like I had some horror, like I went to jail or something and I'm apologizing to my kid behind bars. It's okay, dad. And he's old enough now that he's like patting me on my head. We all make mistakes, dad. It's okay. But they were so bad yesterday. Like I knew they were going to lose, but I didn't think that they were going to be embarrassing. Embarrassing. We suck. Terribly. Here's how bad we suck. We suck so bad. We suck so bad that my Packers fan friends, they've just kind of laid off. That's how I know it's gotten to sympathy territory. <laughs> like everyone that would be sending me jokes about how bad my team is, they would be sending me that like during or after the game, like, oh my God, your team is terrible. They'd be like ribbing me. They've even gotten to the point of like, you know, Pat can't help it. Like he, he can't help it. Don't kick him when he's down. And oh, baby, I'm down. Wow. And to make it even worse, the stupid Packers come back from a 17-point deficit and win the game. It's not good around here, people. It is not good. And I could say I'm so frustrated with the team that I'm not going to watch them anymore, but I know that I'm going to. I know that I'm going to watch them. I can't do anything about it. It's an addiction. Please help. Send help. But that's the meme of the day because they are just so bad I have to address it. And just merely, what was it, three weeks ago, I had the jersey on. I was all excited. Here we go. They're going to be great. No. We suck.com. Oh, my God. It was bad. All right, this is Small Business Mornings, and you know what's interesting about a small business is we have to go out and try and make our own money, and we have to go try and service our clients, 
and we go through a range of emotions in a day. Sometimes during the day, we're brilliant. Sometimes during the day, we're morons. And this show has ups and downs as well because it really kind of reflects the small business lifestyle. And today's question of the day is incredibly powerful for me today because I got some terrible news last night. The question of the day is, I want you to put in the chat, what is the dream that you're building and what is your why? What is your why? I know that that's a deep, meaningful question to ask after laughing about how bad my football team is, but I do want to talk about what is your why. And there's a purpose for having this conversation. I got the call yesterday that you never want to get. Sitting on the couch, phone rings. And I'm going to tell this story in a generalized way, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. Phone rings. And it's a, an old friend of mine that I hadn't heard from in a long time. Hey, how you doing? Pat, it's friend. Uh, this isn't a good call. Yeah, my, my spouse passed away last night. And when you get the call that one of your dear, dear friends passed away overnight, it, you're consoling the spouse because you love them and you love the friend that passed away. And it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Now, I'm purposely being vague because they're still spreading the news with family and professionally. But this person that passed away wasn't just a colleague or a friend. I loved this person and I love this person. I still do. They meant so much to me. They were close with my family sweet and funny and energetic, a lovely soul, just someone that made me happy and made me better. So as I sit here thinking about them coming into Monday morning and I'm worried about, you know, can we get more people to come to the idea collective conference and how's the community doing doing or people watching this show or all of this stuff that doesn't matter it I, it makes me feel selfish and small when you've got all of these just worries and concerns and then you get the news that someone that's just such a beautiful human is gone So when you hear me talk about meaning and purpose and why, when it comes to building a small business, this is the exact moment that I'm talking about. Think about what you do every day and how much of this goes into it. And why are we doing it? Why do you do what you do? And I guarantee you, if you're a small business owner, you're not doing it for a paycheck. You're not. 
there's something inside of you. There's a wrong that you're trying to right. There is a mission that you are on. There's something bigger than a paycheck that you're building. You're building a dream. You're building something that must exist in the world because it doesn't now. Every one of you that's watching this show could probably have way more security and maybe more money by going to work for someone else, but you're not doing it. There's a purpose and a meaning behind why you get out of bed in the morning to build your small business dream. Monday is supposed to be, oh, hey, deer have COVID. Oh, the bears suck. Ah, Yeah, that's Monday, right? That's what we need on a Monday. We don't need a life or death conversation on a Monday. However, when you watch this show and the way that I'm doing this show is going to be what I need to say and what I have on my mind, because I think the ups and downs that I go through are similar to the ups and downs that you go through. And you've all had this happen. A family member or a friend passes away and it makes you sit back and say, what am I doing with my life? What does this all mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to you? Why do you do this? And I'm not talking about the why that you can put on your website and your clients can vibe with and it will help you grow. I don't care about that stuff right now. I'm not talking about that. I'm asking you, why do you do this? And why is it the one thing that you need to be doing amongst all the other things that you could go do? Strip it all away. Why are you doing it? Lean into that and hold that close. Because that's going to motivate you when you need it. And that's going to keep you going when you're down. And it's going to be the thing you get to celebrate when things are good. You had to ask me, why am I doing this? I really want to help people win. And I have a ton of regret that I was building somebody else's dream for so long. And I said what people wanted me to say for so long. And I compromised my ideas and my vision and my passion for so long. And I'm doing this because I want to help you win. My dream is to help make your dream come true because I see it's something in the world that needs to happen. Who is standing up for other small business owners to go win? That's what I'm trying to do. And when I try and express that vision and when I try and share with people what the heck is going on here, a lot of people don't get it. And I think one reason why they don't get it is there's a lot of people saying that, but 
they're just trying to sell event tickets or they're trying to sell consulting services or their whatever their motivation is. But at the end of the day, I want to help small business owners at scale make their dreams come true. And every time I help that happen, I feel another step closer to my purpose. Why do you think I do a daily podcast? Do you know how much work it is to do a daily show? Every day I'm doing this. Why? Because I sit here every morning and think, you know what? Stephanie Kern might need a boost today. She might feel a little bit unmotivated or might need a laugh to help her get on track. Or a small business owner in the Facebook group or the IC community might need just a little bit of reassurance today to ask for what they're worth or make an additional sales call or challenge themselves to do better. That's what the show is. That's what the community is. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So what is yours? Stephanie says, I do this so that I can design my own life. I decide when and how and how much I'll work. I have more time to do and give back to others. It's never been about making money. So true. And thank you in the chat for the condolences. I appreciate it. This person um, was really special to me. So I'll leave you with this. I'm challenging you today. Are you doing only what you can do? There's a lot of stuff we got to do to build our business. You're supposed to be doing the passion and the art that lives inside of you. And then are you living out every single moment to the fullest? And as it comes to your business, or are you just chasing a paycheck? And trying to pay off your car loan or some stupid, seriously. One of my dear, dear friends died in their sleep. We do not get another go at this, people. And it can end at literally any moment. So today, right now, is time to get busy living out your dream because you never know if I'm going to get to do a show tomorrow at 9 a.m. And you never know if you're going to be able to uh, show up with your favorite client again or have another birthday. It's the truth. So to my dear friend, Godspeed and God bless. And thank you. All right, I was going to talk about, hey, get a ticket to the retreat or, hey, do the thing, but we're not doing that today. Small Business Mornings, thank you for joining us. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I will be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. I would love to have you back with us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Because as you heard, just, heard me just say, this show is our opportunity to live out my mission. Don't grow it alone. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you tomorrow morning.